And just like that, another massive lie told to us by our elites and our media crumbled. This one cost an untold thousands of lives. We'll never know. And now that it's too late to save those lives, it's safe to report it. Yahoo News did, along with several other mainstream outlets this morning. Hydroxychloroquine with zinc actually works as a therapy for COVID, and it improves survival rates by 200% in ventilated COVID patients. The study is being treated by our media as new, a new discovery. They won't tell you. There have been 30 others just like it that found similar things. That treatment with hydroxychloroquine at all stages helped to increase survival rates. The thing is, those studies were censored. And I'll never forget the desperation of the white coats, those who'd actually treated hundreds to thousands of COVID patients. Remember when they tried to have that press conference in D.C.? Remember when Facebook took their video down when they were censored? No, this isn't the newest study or a surprising study. It's one of dozens. It's just new because the media censored the rest and untold thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands died. I'll never forget how hard Trump tried to save those lives, how he bought and stockpiled doses of hydroxychloroquine for the federal government. And even when Donald Trump Jr. tried to tell people to save lives, lives Anthony Fauci needs to answer for, he had his Twitter account taken temporarily. The tweets taken down so he couldn't tell you there was a way to reduce the death toll. And why are they telling you now what they could have told you a dozen studies ago? Because it doesn't matter anymore. They already got the death toll they needed. From COVID to achieve their political aims, wrecking the economy and taking Trump down, there was always a treatment for COVID. That's why they hit Trump so hard for telling you the truth about it. Here's Dr. Mark Siegel on that on Fox News this morning. Listen, this was one of the first examples of the overt politicization of science. Science evolves. You don't just rush to judgment because the president of the United States says he's taking a drug. If you recall, I gave this drug. We gave this drug to my father back in March of 2020. He dramatically recovered. And not just him. Many patients over the course of the pandemic, I have seen personally show a positive effect from hydroxychloroquine plus zinc. Why would that be? Hydroxychloroquine actually has antiviral properties against this virus. Combined with zinc, it's an ionophore. It gets zinc into the cells. Zinc can work against the virus. There's multiple studies on both sides of this. But what's really unique is the rush to judgment. The science was shut down. I heard many investigators telling me over the summer and fall, I can't finish my study on this, Steve, because patients heard that it doesn't work, so they're, so they're backing out. All because President Trump came out in, in support of it. Right. That rush to judgment, that dogma has characterized the process here. And now we see a study where which shows that it appears to work in very, very ill patients on ventilators three times as likely to survive if they were on hydroxychloroquine plus zinc. That proves that it was never fully studied. I never understood why media, why journalists were blasting this drug. If it helps your dad, if it helps one person, if it helps five people, if it helps thousands, why why wouldn't this be one of the treatments, at least, if it's helping some people? The answer is, of course, the same one Lindsey Graham gave this week about the other big lie by our media, our tech and our elites that just crumbled. 
that this thing, COVID, didn't come from a lab. And if we could have proven in early on in 2020, it was a lab lab leak coming from China, not not occurring naturally. The public would want revenge against China. And who would they turn to, Biden or Trump? The answer is, of course, then that if the public knew hydroxychloroquine worked, they wouldn't fear COVID. They wouldn't shut down the economy. And Trump, for discovering it, would have been a hero. So it had to be buried and people had to die. All of this as we learn more about the terrifying reach of Anthony Fauci to every corner of the globe to cover up the truth about this thing. This from Indian civil rights lawyer Prashant Bruchan. You could read it on my Twitter feed. He talks about how last year a group of Indian scientists early in 2020 discovered that coronavirus was engineered with AIDS-like insertions. It had been created in a lab. But he says... The Fauci emails now reveal it was Dr. Anthony Fauci himself who threatened the Indian scientist and forced them to withdraw their study. They would allow the truth to be told nowhere in the world. And where Fauci couldn't personally reach, Big Tech did and shut the truth down in ways that cost innumerable lives and put the world's population at risk for a year while China was left to do whatever it wants in its 72 bioweapons labs. Folks, it's exactly as I predicted for a year on my radio show. I've been telling you all of this for a year now. These things were easy to know if you chose to and you could get around the censors. I predicted that every single major facet of COVID would eventually be admitted by the mainstream media to be a lie. It's weird that they do this, that they admit that they lied to you. I guess they want to correct the record so they can say they're accurate. And they always do it once it's no longer politically needed to destroy their freedom-loving enemies. I told you every facet of COVID, every lie they told you would be debunked one by one by one. That mask work, that social distancing was a real scientific thing, that hydroxychloroquine didn't work, that it didn't come from a lab but from a wet market. Every one of them is falling now that Joe Biden is safely ensconced in the White House. The next to fall... We're going to learn that over 500,000 people didn't actually die of COVID. Only around 30 to 40,000 people did. That's still deadly. A bloodbath, in fact. But they used their coding to hide the real numbers. Not all those people truly died of COVID. But they needed them to say they did so they could wreck Trump's economy. All that's coming out, too. It's the last pillar to fall. But what is becoming clear is our elites lie to us constantly never-endingly, and that the world desperately needs to be protected from them. But our leaders in Washington are incapable of doing it, incapable of protecting the world from the big-tech authoritarian censorship that is literally costing lives and censoring speech all over the globe. It's our search engines they use, our social media they use, and their scientists we are censoring. There's only one answer at this point as it's been so out of control. Other countries must, for the good of humanity, begin to enact sanctions against Washington, begin to stop our out-of-control federal government, which has now become a risk, along with our tech, our censorship, and our weaponization of viruses to the entire planet. Up next, the third big lie our elites have told us crumbles as Germany issues a dire warning to U.S. citizens about the coming costs to us and the world of not reigning Washington in. Up next. Even now, with their lies about COVID coming to light 
on a near ba- daily basis like popcorn. Our country's elites are lying to us again, this time about inflation. And the German head economist, the Deutsche Bank, is desperately trying to warn Americans to stop our leaders before it is too late. Specifically, they must stop spending. In a remarkable rebuke of U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, whose name is never actually mentioned in the paper, the chief economist at German Deutsche Bank issued a stark warning to the American people, letting us know that our leaders are lying to us. This time, again, about inflation. Janet Yellen, shockingly, and honestly, it it was hysterical, last week told us that inflation would be temporary and that inflation is actually a good thing for the economy. We should welcome it. Janet Yellen is obviously counting, and I said this at the time, on the fact that most of Biden's voters were not around in the 1970s and got such a crummy history education in our public schools that they know nothing about the Weimar Republic or Venezuela or Zimbabwe, which is almost exactly what Deutsche Bank chief economist and head of research David Fulkerts Landau wrote in a paper published Monday. Warning of the consequences if the Biden administration does not stop borrowing and printing. They are catastrophic. Here's what he wrote. And this is a total rebuke on the world stage to Janet Yellen. He doesn't need to mention her name. Everybody who's anybody in economics knows what he's talking about. Quote, few still remember how our societies and economies were threatened by high inflation 50 years ago. The most basic laws of economics, the ones that have stood the test of time over a millennium, have not been suspended. That's a swipe at the head of the Fed, who's been arguing lately, essentially, that they have, that they no longer apply. And so Biden and the Democrats can keep borrowing, spending and printing. They can't, he says, quote, an explosive growth in debt financed largely by central banks is likely to lead to higher inflation. We worry, he writes, that the painful lessons of an inflationary past are being ignored by central bankers, either because they really believe that this time will be different or they've bought into a new paradigm that low interest rates are here to stay or they're protecting their institutions by not trying to hold back a political steamroller. Ah, that's a swipe. Definitely a swipe at Yellen and Biden. Whatever the reason, he continues, we expect inflationary pressures to reemerge as the Fed continues with its policy of patience and its stalled belief that current pressures are largely transitory. This, folks, while Janet Yellen tells Americans to celebrate inflation, it's madness. Anyway, he and another economist who wrote the paper uh, warned that, quote, neglecting inflation leaves global economies sitting on a time bomb. Okay, chief economists at banks like this try to use very bland language because even the blandest language is interpreted wildly by investors. You don't use words like sitting on a time bomb unless we're sitting on a time bomb. Here's what he explains. And have you noticed in recent weeks, the mainstream media is mocking Trump voters, conservatives, and even Democrat economist Larry Summers, all of us for pointing out, wow, it's sure a lot like the 1970s when we had out of control inflation. And they're mocking us, saying, nah, not. Well, you know what? The chief economist at Deutsche Bank doesn't think so. Here's what he writes. 
rising oil prices could compound any consumer-driven inflation. Indeed, the price of oil has haunted the Fed before. A series of oil shocks contributed to the ratcheting up of inflation during the 1970s. But the Burns Fed chose to focus more on the CPI excluding oil. Then it excluded surging food prices and the idea of core inflation took shape. Subsequently, more and more items were excluded. Eventually, however, the Fed recognized that all the supposed transitory sources of inflation had spread everywhere and double-digit inflation had leaked into the core, folks Landau wrote. Folks, it's exactly what's going on right now. Remember the Battleground America podcast weeks ago when I was absolutely stunned to see in the Wall Street Journal uh, that the Fed had announced it would no longer forecast long-term inflation. The only purpose for the Fed is to track and forecast long-term inflation and combat it. It's an unconstitutional agency, but that's what it's supposed to do. And just at the time Biden needed good words to get that stimulus passed, they said they weren't going to forecast inflation anymore. That's what he's taking a shot at here. It's shocking. Anyway, he continues. Already many sources of rising prices are filtering through into the U.S. economy. Even if they are transitory on paper, they may feed into expectations just as they did in the 1970s. This is exactly what I've been telling you about the dollar. It is psychological. The risk then, he says, is that even if they are only embedded for a few months, they may be difficult to contain, especially with stimulus so high. What is he doing here? Exactly what I told you. If they pass the infrastructure package, it is a death sentence for the dollar that investors have forgiven us thus far because these spending and borrowing measures in the trillions of dollars by our Congress look like emergency COVID measures. If we tie new entitlements like free daycare, um, free first two years of college to the printing press, the dollar dies. He's begging us, stop, stop them before what you unleash cannot be stopped. Anyway, he continues, the Federal Reserve, acting on the assumption that current inflation trends are temporary, may be too slow to damp the rising pressures on inflation, folks Lambert warned. The consequence of delay will be greater disruption of economic and financial activity than would be otherwise the case when the Fed does finally act. In turn, he says, this could create a significant recession and set off a chain of financial distress around the world, particularly in emerging markets. Okay, what is he saying there? He's saying the Fed must hike rates right now, bigly. Yes, it will tank the real estate market. Yes, we will have another great recession, starting with the real estate market. But you must do it now. And you must stop your politicians from spending. You have no choice. Your leaders are lying to you again, just like they did about COVID to get the ability to print and spend this money in the first place. It's remarkable coming from a banker like this, from a chief economist. But I'll leave you with one bright spot. One of the things that has panicked me is that there doesn't seem to be anyone in Washington who grasps this economic reality, who understands that the key number is 100, 100%. It is widely believed by the world's economists that once a country owes more than 100% of its GDP, that is its entire economy plus a dollar, that inflation begins and it spirals out of control even if you try to control it once you go over that hurdle. There's not been a peep from anyone in Washington to indicate that anybody understands this until now.
A group of Republican senators, some of whom are big spending globalists themselves, have now come forward introducing the Federal Debt Emergency Control Act. They include Ron Johnson, Rick Scott, Ted Cruz, Mike Braun, Marsha Blackburn, John Barrasso, Joni Ernst, and Tommy Tuberville. The bill proposes to halt spending anytime we go even a dollar over owing 100% of the GDP. It's an Admission that there are those in Washington who quietly understand what is at stake. It won't pass. The GOP doesn't control Congress. And that's a shame. But it's at least something, some kind of acknowledgement, some kind of pushback, some kind of smoke signal that someone in the halls of Congress understands that a generation of economic devastation is at hand if we don't stop now. Hope it's enough and that they begin to fight and to speak up.